Welcome to a special podcast by Charles Adonetto. This is not available for Kojet credit. This conference will now be recorded. All right, and uh, greetings. This program is a program that uh, Christy Hageman, who is a court manager at the Maricopa County Justice Courts, presented to our Maricopa County Justice Court Justices of the Peace. And I thought it was such a fascinating program that we did need to get the word around the state. And so Christy agreed uh, to um, to go ahead and do it as a webinar and as a podcast for uh, limited jurisdiction judges across the state. And we brought in a couple of the people who work at the Second Chance Center at the Department of Corrections who can provide uh, great information about it. Uh, this is not available for Cojet. Uh, this is for your edification. And I really do think that you will find this as fascinating as I did. Uh, and um, this may that this may affect the way that you do business. Uh, so we'll begin with uh, Christy Hageman. And Christy, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm Christy. I am the court manager at the San Marcos Justice Court. And I've been working on creating this inmate release court for the last couple of years. And I've um, found it to work by piloting it in the Second Chance Center to try and get it initiated and running. Okay, so, go ahead. Okay. So the vision is to adjudicate and close cases for all of the lower jurisdiction courts. A large effort has been put forth in programs in order to ensure that the defendant will not reoffend once they're released from custody. And um, ADC's biggest focus has always been on their felony cases that they are being uh, detained for and not really looked at the open lower jurisdiction cases. So I saw the need for the lower jurisdiction courts to be involved because we usually have holds on their licenses, um, warrants, and they usually owe a significant amount of money to the lower jurisdiction courts. So I saw um, just in my dealings with uh, defendants that came in that there's immediate defeat within them after they're released and they may have gotten a job set up and housing and all that stuff and they come into the court wanting to be able to get their license reinstated so that they can start their new job and they are told, you know, you owe $1,500 and you need to pay 25% before we release your license. So I saw that that was something that was could be a big struggle for people once they're being released and that there was, you know, a need for this to be implemented to help them. So um, the objective is to reduce recidivism in newly released offenders by ensuring that they are provided the opportunity to walk out with a valid driver's license, no active warrants, and little to no outstanding fines by getting credit for completion of the Second Chance Center program. So the phase one of the pilot is within the Second Chance Center. Um, the Second Chance Center was designed to help the inmates transition into their life outside of prison. They 
receive benefits upon the release, um, such as housing, SNAP benefits, and health insurance. Um, we are currently piloting it just with a small group of individuals that are part of the Second Chance Center program. And those are the ones that have enrolled in the CDL program to get their CDL license. And one of the biggest concerns by the program coordinator was that they are unable to leave the program with their CDL in hand because they had outstanding license suspensions. And so although once they're released, they will still continue to pay for their um, license, the testing to get their CDL, but it's just um, not as beneficial if they can't get it before they leave the program so that they can be set up with job placement and things like that. Um, the Second Chance Center has a criteria that has to be met in order for them to participate in the program. And some of those criteria is that they can't be in protective custody. Their release date has to be between about 80 to 90 days. They can't have any sex offense score. They can't have any active, I'm sorry, felony cases or ICE detainers and no pending disciplinary action with uh, ADC. Uh, what the IRC program is asking is that participants be given credit for any outstanding, I'm sorry, outstanding sentences for completion of the Second Chance Center program. There's uh, some cases that are not eligible if they're not adjudicated or if they owe restitution. And so those cases that are not eligible for credit for completion of the course, um, we just ask that they quash any outstanding warrants or suspensions and then set a date for them to appear within about 60 days after their release so that they can get released and be able to move forward with having a license and starting jobs and such before they come into court. Um, and there are also a variety of soft skill classes that the participant can voluntarily take. And we've identified four of the most important classes that they can take. And those are um, money management, family ties, roadmap to housing, and substance abuse. So those are classes that the judge can order in addition to just completing the Second Chance Center. They can order them to complete um, one, two, or those, you know, all four of those classes in order to give them credit if they have something that has um, like a larger outstanding fine or more than one case or something, they can have that additional class or classes that they can order. The Second Chance Center also has the ability to have video arraignments with the participant and the court if they need to do so for arraignments, sentencing, or just to uh, review the cases with the defendant before giving them credit. Um, the Second Chance Center will set them at the court's convenience. Most of the time we'll be able to work with what the court's calendar is. They can also process the paperwork by uh, scanning it, emailing it to them. They will have the participant sign the forms and then scan and email them back to the court so they have signatures on um, any release orders or any other documents for sentencing that are needed. 
And so the goal of the program is to reduce recidivism and allow the participant uh, to be released with somewhat of a clean slate to be able to be a productive member of society, be able to have their driver's license and or their CDL and not to have a high amount of outstanding fines over them when they're once they get released. So that is um, what the IRC is in inside of the Second Chance Center program. This conference will now be recorded. And thank you very much, Christy. At this point, we're going to turn the presentation over to our presenters from the Department of Corrections. We do have Eric Barron and Nicole Smith from the Department of Corrections who are going to talk about their Second Chance Center. Their Second Chance Center uh, is at Eagle Point, which is almost to Gila Bend, uh, quite the drive if, if you've uh, never been out there. Um, but, but it is a lovely drive, and so uh, we're very welcome to have them. And Eric and Nicole, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves and go into your program. Uh, my name is Eric. Uh, I'm a peer facilitator here at the Second Chance Program, and I've been a peer facilitator for the past two and a half years. I'm Nicole Smith. I'm the program coordinator here at the Second Chance Center. We're an initiative set up by Governor Ducey to reduce recidivism. They come here their last 10 weeks to 90 days, and we do everything we possibly can think of to get them to get out and be successful and reduce recidivism. We have six DES on site that are employment counselors. We do their resumes, help them look for jobs, teach them interview skills. We have about 19 classes for um, trades and and everything, every self-help thing that you can imagine. We're going to go through our PowerPoint right now and show you some of the classes that we have here. So uh, this is talking about this is second chance program. It uh, has a lot of self-help classes, has four trade trainings, and we'll go through these slides and talk about more about the, the classes that they offer here so they have more of an understanding. This is a list of the peer facilitators that are here and actually have a story to help other people, to help, to help individuals come through here. And so these individuals, they facilitate these classes that we're going to be discussing. Uh, the first one is going to be Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is a book written by Stephen Covey. Uh, this is a book that really talks about seven habits that you can implement into your life. Being in prison, uh, individuals, we all pick up bad habits in here, habits that we can't really take out into society because then we'll stick out like a sore thumb. And studies suggest that it is easier to, re, uh, to uh, replace a habit than it is to let go of a habit and leave it void. So these are seven habits that one can implement into their lives to help them be successful in life. And one thing that really stuck out to me was number four, think win-win. When you think about win-win, you think about just both sides winning. But it really goes deeper than that. It, goes, it talks about an emotional bank account. To get you to see relationships, uh, how much you deposit versus how much you withdraw from that relationship. And then when you, you kind of see the imbalance, you kind of get the understanding of how they fail in the first place. Uh, so it goes into depth in every single one of these categories. Uh, the second one is a family tie. That's a four session class. Uh, in this, 
if, if we think about it, uh, a lot of the individuals that are getting out of here, their biggest support system is going to be their family. And we have to understand that when we came to prison, their lives continue to move on. And so it's not realistic to think that we can get out and pick up right where we left off. So in this class, they're going to talk about evaluating family relationships, exploring unhealthy family qualities, and how we can build upon those qualities to make them a healthy relationship. A lot of individuals come through the program have toxic family relationships. How can we improve those relationships that they can help them succeed, succeed as they are transitioning into society? Uh, Fathers Matters Parenting is a class that's facilitated by Fathers Matters. Uh, they, it's a virtual class. They, do a, they facilitate this class virtually. Uh, in this class, they go over things such as communication, time of commitment, dumping the garbage, and future fathers. Uh, one thing that really stuck out to me was the future father aspect because within my own family, there's a history of absentee fathers. And taking this class and sitting in this class helped me understand that for that cycle to stop, it really had to stop, start with me. Uh, one thing about this class is that it is court recognized. So if any of the individuals that come to the program are court ordered to take a parenting class, this class meets that requirement. IRS getting routed to taxes, this is a one session class. Uh, a lot of individuals that we get coming through this program, uh, they've received 1099 while they're incarcerated. And uh, we found that they, uh, some individuals owe money, not necessarily to state or federal, but to Social Security and Medicaid. Uh, and it, doesn't, it doesn't say that they do owe money, it's just that they might owe money. And we tell the individuals that it is better to actually have a plan to get out and take care of it on their own terms because they don't want the IRS to actually come and get their money while they're not ready because that can set them back. And if, uh, a lot of individuals, when they get set back and the, plan, the plan's not going uh, as they wanted to, they refer to old behavior patterns. So we help them understand what they need to do to get right with the IRS so they can take care of it on their own terms. Intestine substance abuse. This is a 15 session class. Uh, in this class, they talk about reasons for using drugs. They're identifying the triggers. This actually goes deep into what even the brain chemistry, how the brain chemistry actually changes as one is stuck in the cycle of addiction, and, and why, which, which is one of the reasons why it's so hard for us to stop on our own. Uh, they, will also have, they will also build a relapse preventive plan so that way they have a plan upon release. Uh, with no plan, there's nothing to fall back on. But when you have a plan, when we have a plan, we have something to fall back upon. Microsoft Office for Business, this is a 15-session self-paced class. Uh, individuals come through the program, some of them are familiar with uh, Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. Some of them are not familiar with that at all. So this is an opportunity for them to actually take this class and get familiar with it. This is a must-have soft skill in the business world. If anybody goes out there and applies for a job in the business world, they're going to automatically assume that you have some type of working knowledge on Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. It's a must-have soft skill. And any individual who know it already can actually get more proficient in it. And if they don't know it, they can actually get familiar with it. So they have some type of working knowledge on this must-have soft skill. Small business and money management. This is a five-session class. Uh, in this class, they talk about banking and budgeting. Uh, the, the facilitator actually goes into depth about where you can find some capital, some startup capital, uh, how to apply for your LLC. And just a lot of individuals aspire to be their own boss as they come through this program. And this is really a great start for them to, to uh, have working knowledge on how to help go about it when they get out. 
they actually have a uh, an activity where they build a hypothetical business plan so they have that working knowledge for the, with them as they as they walk out of here opioid abuse this is an eight session class that's facilitated by community medical services uh, this is a uh, in this class they go over things such as peer support harm reduction uh, resources forms of recovery overdose prevention uh, I had read a striking statistic one time. It said that the United States accounts for 5% of the global population, but it consumes 70% of the total global opioid supply. That is a huge number that's caused tens of thousands of deaths each year here in the United States of America. And uh, individuals that come to the program, this is, this is really great for them. And if a lot of individuals don't have opioid problem, but they might know somebody that does have an opioid problem. The good thing about community medical services is that they're not looking just to help the individual that's taking the class, but everybody around that individual as well. Fitness 101, this is a four session class. Uh, this, this class uh, covers topics such as optimum performance training, basic anatomy, uh, screening movements, injury prevention, nutrition. This class is actually facilitated by Todd Honey, who is a facilitator here, who actually has a bachelor's in kinesiology, which is the movement of the body. Uh, he is actually a strength and uh, a certified strength and conditioning specialist. So he has a lot of knowledge that individuals want to come through and absorb, especially if they aspire to go into some to be a physical trainer or any type of industry like that. Roadmap to housing is a five session class. Uh, in this class, they go over what it is to be a good landlord. Uh, they also go over the crime free addendum. Uh, and they get to see what it says verbatim so that they can learn to be their best advocate. A lot of individuals have been denied housing because of the felony background, but when they have an understanding of what the crime-free addendum states, they can actually advocate for themselves that much more better because housing is going to be huge and crucial for our success as a fund release. Uh, they also go over just what are landlords looking for in their tenant. The number one thing landlords are really looking for in a tenant is, are they going to be able to pay rent on time? Self-control anger management is the four-session class that's a uh, in this class, we go over what is self-control. Uh, not just what is self-control on the intellectual aspect, but what is self-control and experience as well. Uh, we want to know what is self-control as you're actually exemplifying it and demonstrating it. Uh, when we can put our intellectual knowledge and, uh, and reconcile it with our experience, we are equipped to make rational decisions. Uh, we also did, uh, cover five different emotions that most likely lead to a lack of self-control as well. Socialization is a four-session class uh, that is actually created by one of the facilitators here. Uh, in this class, he goes over things such as values, uh, communication styles, and boundaries. When we talk about boundaries, we talk about having too rigid of a boundary, uh, meaning you don't let nobody in, versus having too loose boundaries, meaning you let everybody in, and we end up becoming a doormat for some people. But what is it to have good boundaries, healthy boundaries, who to let in, when to let in, and at what time in your life to let them in? Substance abuse is a five-session uh, five class. Uh, in this class, they'll be going over things such as recognizing warning signs, identifying motivations to change. Uh, they will actually uh, create a, a change plan worksheet so they can have a plan upon release. Again, it's all about having a plan upon their release so they have something to fall back on. With no plan, we refer to old behavior patterns. But when we have a plan, we have something to fall back on and that can actually get up and continue to keep moving forward.
rapid typing. This is a 10-session self-paced class. Uh, individuals, again, it's a must-have soft skill for anybody who aspires to go into in the business world. Uh, they can, if they have, if they already know how to type, they can take this class. They can increase their speed, reduce their typos. If they don't know how to type, they can take this class and they can learn how to type and then get better as they go along with practice. Again, it's a 10 session self-paced class and it's a must, it's another must-have soft skill. So, so those classes that we discussed so far are our self-help classes and the individuals are, are uh, they can take every single one of them if they want. Uh, nothing is ever going to ever going to conflict. They will have enough time to take the classes while they're here for their up to 10 weeks. Uh, these next classes that we'll be looking at are our trade trainings. Uh, we, we let the individuals know that they are only allowed to take one of these classes because now money is being invested that they take these classes and go this route as they, as they are released from prison. Uh, the first one is CDL preparation, which is a 12-session class that's facilitated by Willie, who actually has uh, 12 years of trucking experience. Uh, in this class, he will get the participants to demonstrate importance and responsibility of a commercial driver. Uh, he'll go over uh, safe driving practices, uh, vehicle safety inspection, inspection. He'll also touch on air brakes and combination. Uh, as the individuals come through this program, if they have a valid driver license, they can actually walk out of here with their CDL permit, be linked up to Phoenix Trucking Institute, who will then give them the hands-on experience they need, help them obtain their license, and then put them on the road. For individuals who aspire to be truck drivers but do not have a valid license, they are still encouraged to take this class because they could, as they work towards validating their license, when they, upon release, they can always contact the Second Chance program and they will still have all the resources available to them while, if they were in here still, like any other ones that had a valid driver license, still free of charge of them. So we, uh, we let the uh, individuals know that they are absolutely, if they do not have a valid driver license, continue to take this class and continue to go forward with what they want. So that way it's something that they really want to do and uh, it's going to be there for them. All they got to do is uh, validate their driver license. Uh, community Kitchen, this is a 20-session self-paced, 20-session uh, class. Uh, it's, it's brought to us by uh, Community Kitchen from the street. That is, uh, it is a culinary program that is from St. Mary's Food Bank. Uh, it's a nine-week culinary program. The individuals actually do the first three weeks in here, uh, which is going to consist of a life skill curriculum that uh, St. Mary's had uh, come up with. And those life skills are going to consist of communication, anger management, stress management, teamwork, goal setting, success and self-confidence. Uh, they will also, in addition, study for their food handler's test. They will take their food handler's test while they're in here and actually walk out of here with their food handler's card. We also have a hands-on aspect where they learn the basic cuts, such as julienne, small dice, and medium dice, and a basic sear on a protein. And they will actually learn how to make two of the five mother sauces that are out there. Uh, they have a couple of options uh, up, up upon completion of this class. They can walk out of here, show up to St. Mary's Food Bank, and finish the last six weeks out there, which is going to consist of something called Kids Cafe, which will learn to cook in bulk and cater because they'll take what they've cooked and actually take it to, into, to kids who normally wouldn't have a hot meal that day. And then the last three weeks is going to consist of something called Creative Kitchen, which will they'll learn to get the creative juices flowing because your creativity is going to be your ceiling. The more you can continue to be creative with this in, in this industry, the more you're going to continue to excel. So they will actually have like a Mexican week, an Italian week, and then they will be given ingredients to where they can create their own dish as well.
front-end web development workshop. This is a coding class that actually lasts their entire duration that they're here, the individuals are here. Uh, the, what, they're learning, what they'll be learning to do here is build websites. Uh, it's a front-end web development, so what they're building is what you see on the website. Uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, employment of web developers in the U.S. is projected to grow 27% from 2024, 2014 to 2024. So, so as long as technology continues to advance, web developers are going to be in high demand. Uh, they actually have enough. This class gives them enough that they can walk out of here and start their career as soon as they get out of here. We've had individuals get out of here and get jobs with GoDaddy. Uh, one, got, one actually got accepted to U of A, boot, a coding boot camp. And uh, we actually got to see him graduate through Zoom, a Zoom meeting. Uh, we actually had a participant of a second chance, got out, started his own business, and then actually hired somebody from the coding class to build his website. So they actually learn enough to actually start the career upon the release. Uh, so we have volunteers that come on the uh, that come on site. We have AA meetings on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. We actually have a special guest, which is Paulito, who is an emotional support animal that actually shows up and offers emotional support to any of the individuals that need it at the moment. Uh, so we have uh, 19 programs offered. We have four trade trainings. We have nine facilitators. 97% uh, 97% participation rate. Uh, since February of 19, we've had 5,603 completions. Average wait time is about six days, meaning they get here Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday, they have orientation. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they're kind of just settled in. By Monday, some of them will start getting chronos for, to start classes. Uh, total class hours is 4,733, and the missed opportunity is less than 0.009%, which means if the individuals show up and then if they don't sign up for a class in that, at that moment, the possibility of giving them, getting them into the class later on on the line kind of slims down because we got individuals coming every single week and signing up for these classes. So we encourage them to sign up for everything they want to take at that moment they're signing up for classes. Uh, everything we talked about is 100% voluntary, these classes. Of, uh, uh, we tell them to choose as many self-help classes as they want, but again, they're only allowed to choose one trade training. Uh, seven to four compliance is what is going to really going to be stressed upon them while they're here. Uh, shirt tucked in, ID on, just looking presentable. We ask everybody to be respectful to everybody, and we ask them to be early and on time because whatever class they sign up for, it's always going to start on time. Oh, that's it. Thank you, Eric. Yep. Um, and Nicole, did, did you want to add anything about the program? In addition to the classes that we told you about here, DES offers a lot of different classes from interviewing and all that kind of stuff. And we also make sure that everybody has their either their state ID or their license, and they have um, they're ready to be put on access. That we sign it up, and then as soon as they're released, they can't have it while they're here, obviously. But as soon as they're released, they have that, and we make sure they get their social security card. We do everything that they're gonna to need to be able to find a job and be successful out there. So we have a lot, we, we have them go through a lot. Most of them have jobs while they're here as well. So they're working and they're, they're doing all the classes and they're doing the DES stuff and we keep them pretty busy here. So that, that's about all I wanted to say. All right, 
And I, I do want to make clear, because I know we're going to get this question from judges, uh, the second chance probably does not substitute for any, uh, for mandatory domestic violence counseling or for counseling that may be required by MVD. Is that correct? No, we don't have any of the court certified classes like that. The only thing we have that is certified is our uh, parenting and for the food stamps, our substance abuse, but we don't have anything that's DMV certified or anything. Okay. And um, so if somebody has a question about the Second Chance Center, um, who would they ask? Uh, they can, they could email me, Christy, she knows a lot and she can get you in touch with whoever. Um, we have, we have a lot of, we have other CO3s that work here and the deputy warden, of course, of Eagle Point Second Chance Center, but you can contact me anytime. And what is your email? It's nsmith at azadc.gov. All right, and Christy, uh, if people have questions about the Inmate Relief Court, what is your email? It is k-r-i-s-t-i dot h-a-g-e-m-a-n at j-b-a-z-m-c dot maricopa dot gov. All right, and did Christy, did you have anything more that you wanted to add about the Inmate Relief Court or about the Second Chance Center? Uh, just that if anybody is interested or has more questions to definitely reach out to myself or Nicole, because this is a, a great program. We also encourage anybody that wants to go tour the Second Chance Center. They do offer tours in person that you can um, sign up to go and see it all in person, see what the yard looks like and the classes and things. It's a, a really great tour to go on also. Excellent. All right, does anyone have anything else before we adjourn? And thank you for your time today. That this, uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with the programs and, and I agree that it, it's important to get people ready uh, to be released and and this is really two steps in the in the right direction. So good work, everybody. Keep up the good work. And um, let's hope for a better new year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. That's it, folks. Let's go with the Lego Titanic. What's up, dude?